What's going on, everybody? Welcome into a new edition of the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast, your Penn State podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. It is Monday, February 17th, 2020. We're kickstarting a brand new week, talking some more Penn State football and some other topics of interest because we have a lot to get into as we get started with this brand new week. We're going to talk some Penn State hoops, Penn State hockey, Penn State wrestling with another big victory over the weekend. We'll talk about the stadium series that the NHL has and when that could eventually lead its way into Beaver Stadium. And Matt McGloin didn't have as great a week two in the XFL as he did in week one. We'll talk about all that in today's episode of the podcast. So make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on all your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. We have an RSS feed so you can add it to any other podcasting app you may be using. And once you're subscribed, please consider leaving a rating, leave a review. We appreciate the feedback and it does genuinely help promote the show and help the show grow on those various podcasting apps in 2020. So help us out. We definitely appreciate your support. We also want you to be a part of the show, so at any time you want to send a question or a comment and have that read or included in an episode, feel free to do so by following us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. You can check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Tried to do a Facebook live chat the other day, didn't quite work out, so we'll try to throw that into the mix once again this week at a certain time to be determined. So follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. As we've said in Friday's episode, it was going to be a big weekend for Penn State sports, not football, but basketball and hockey. And of course, the wrestling team had a big weekend as well. And it was a pretty good weekend, all things considered. First of all, the basketball team, the men's basketball team won their 20th game of the season uh, with a 77 to 61 victory over Northwestern. And as we mentioned on Friday, it's a rarity when the Penn State men's basketball team wins 20 games in the regular season. And here we are. We're still sort of in the middle of February. And there's still a lot of games still to go before the end of the regular season, and that, which, of course, leads to the Big Ten tournament. And the way things are shaping up, Penn State could be in a very favorable spot when that Big Ten tournament is seeded. They may not have to play the first couple of days in the Big Ten tournament if things hold the way they are. Now, of course, Penn State still has some business to take care of before they can really think about what could potentially happen in the Big Ten tournament. But let's face it, the way that this team is playing right now, uh, there is no reason to suspect that they're going to be in a bad spot when the Big Ten tournament rolls around. So Penn State hoops, get on that bandwagon. I know I'm there. I talked about this on Friday. I'm on that bandwagon. I'm looking forward to seeing how this team finishes up the regular season. Pat Chambers has these guys motivated. They're, They're on a mission right now. That's the best way I can describe it. And I know it's kind of cliche to say a team is on a mission right now, but they are really playing some really good basketball. And of course, With that comes turning the Bryce Jordan Center into a pretty fun atmosphere for basketball. And that is not something you can say throughout the course of that uh, arena's history. Certainly, that's the expectation that they were hoping when the Bryce Jordan Center was constructed and opened up doors for basketball. But, you know, as we as we well know, Penn State basketball is not exactly the perennial powerhouse in the Big Ten and beyond. Uh, But that is 
a different story for a different time. This time right now, Penn State basketball is fun to watch. And people that are coming out, they're being rewarded with a great effort and a really fun team with a lot of personality and some really good talent. So we'll see how far this ends up going. It's going to be fun to follow this team throughout the rest of the season now as we're going to do that on this podcast and talk a little bit about them. Of course, they deserve it. Uh, of course, also to keep in mind, uh, Penn State came into this weekend or this past weekend ranked number 13 in the AP poll. And we saw a couple teams ahead of Penn State losing the rankings. So as these new rankings are released this week, we'll figure out exactly where Penn State is heading. Uh, I would expect that they probably have a chance to move up one or two spots because number 10 Seton Hall lost over the weekend. Uh, so there's a Good possibility that Penn State could at least move ahead of Seton Hall, one of those Big East powerhouses right now. It's having, Seton Hall is having a great t- season as well. Uh, but number five, Louisville also lost. I would seriously doubt that Penn State's going to jump ahead of uh, number five, Louisville, after their big loss at Clemson. Uh, but it's just something to keep in mind. You know, Penn State is continuing to climb as there is that is their motto. Climb with us. Uh, they could sneak into the top 10 very soon as long as they keep winning games. Uh, of course, this weekend or this week, they've got the one home game against Illinois on Tuesday night. And then they won't play again until Sunday when they're on the road at Indiana. Two games they could easily, I shouldn't say easily win, but two games they could very well win to add on to that win total in the regular season. You know, if they go 1-1 one and one in those games, it's probably not the end of the world. But going 2-0, very realistic possibility as this uh I don't know if I want to say it's a dream season, but it is certainly a very encouraging season continues to roll on. Elsewhere in the world of Penn State Athletics, Penn State's hockey team was on the road at Wisconsin over the weekend. Big series as the regular season is coming down to a finale. They come away with a split in Wisconsin, losing Friday night 4-3, winning Saturday 3-2. They're now going to be tied for first place coming into the final weekend of Big Ten play this upcoming weekend against Minnesota. And they are tied with Minnesota for the top spot in the Big Ten. So this is going to be a huge home weekend series to close out the regular season with the Big Ten tournament coming up. On, I believe, what is the date? I've got it marked down here. March 6th, of course, with the quarterfinals. And they play these games on campus sites. So seeding is obviously very important. And Penn State is going to be in a... Could potentially be in a very good spot, as we discussed you know, last week. The, the Big Ten standings were pretty tight, even though Penn State went into the last weekend uh, sitting alone in first place. But the loss on Friday night against Wisconsin uh, allowed Minnesota to catch up. And now you got a big homestand, two games against Minnesota. You could potentially take the number one seed, or you know, we'll obviously see how this all plays out. But uh, Penn State hockey continues to be having a, a really good year as well. And they're going to go into the final weekend uh, against Minnesota. Big Ten championship preview potentially uh so this is a really good spot to be in and you get those games at home the Pagula center is going to be rocking i'm sure uh when these games get taken uh place this weekend friday and saturday against the gophers again big 10 tournament is going to start march 6th with quarterfinals on the campus sites actually the the whole big 10 tournament is played on campus sites so just to keep that in mind of course the ncaa tournament will start later in march so penn state's got a real good chance to make some noise Uh, in the postseason coming up. But, of course, it's all going to have to start with a big weekend against Minnesota next weekend. And then one other thing I'll just note, uh, Penn State Wrestling. A lot of Penn State Wrestling fans out there pinning number three Ohio State over the weekend in the Bryce Jordan Center. Again, (laughs) Bryce Jordan Center once again rocking as Penn State Wrestling and Penn State Basketball have a big weekend at home. So uh, a good weekend for Penn State Athletics, certainly, no doubt about that. 
But we're going to shift our focus a little bit more back to the football side of things. Coming up our next segment, we're going to talk about the NHL Stadium Series and when Penn State could potentially host an outdoor NHL game. I know it's something that has been on the radar for quite some time. Doesn't look like it's going to be happening just yet, but we'll talk a little bit about when Penn State fans can probably expect that an NHL game is going to be played in Beaver Stadium coming up in our next segment. The NHL has been playing outdoor games in football stadiums and baseball stadiums for a number of years now, beginning with the NHL Winter Classic. They've got the Heritage Series that takes place in Canada, and a little bit more recently has been the Stadium Series that has been traveling around the country and bringing NHL action to outdoor venues across the country. And football stadiums are a natural place to host these games whenever possible, and more notably in the Stadium Series, College football stadiums have been in that mix for the, the duration of the stadium series, and that continued this weekend with Air Force hosting an outdoor game between the Colorado Avalanche and the Los Angeles Kings. Most of football stadiums hosting college football teams that have hosted a stadium series games includes Minnesota's TCF Bank Stadium back in 2016, Heinz Field in 2017, although that is an NFL stadium that hosts the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course. We saw Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium host the stadium series game in 2018 Lincoln Financial Field uh, the home of the Temple Owls and of course another NFL stadium hosting the Philadelphia Eagles hosted a stadium series game last year in 2019 and coming up in 2021 NC State's Carter Finley Stadium is scheduled to host a game between the Carolina Panthers or I'm sorry the Carolina Hurricanes and a team to be determined so college stadiums seem to be a really good fit for a lot of these stadium series games and of course the NHL Winter Classic has been held in Michigan Stadium in 2014 Notre Dame Stadium in 2019 and this year they played the game in the Cotton Bowl Stadium the old Cotton Bowl Stadium uh, so you know, college stadiums have been a natural place for the NHL to host these games because a lot of them are in some good NHL markets. And of course, the, the stadium capacity is suited well. And football stadiums just are a natural place to play a hockey game. Uh, obviously, baseball stadiums have hosted this game or the NHL Winter Classic a, a number of years like Wrigley Field and Heinz Field. Citizens Bank Park hosted it a few years back. Uh, so you're going to see baseball stadiums continue to be in the mix. I forget where the future games are going to be played for the Winter Classic, but uh, you're also going to see football stadiums be the one of the go-to venues for these outdoor events, as long as the NHL sees a reason to be playing them. And it, it does seem the overall positive reception continues to be strong enough for the NHL to bring these games outdoors. Obviously, the ticket sales are going to basically double at least double the ticket sales for one particular game compared to hosting the game in a regular NHL venue because you have so many more seats available and that's why a stadium like Beaver Stadium feels like a natural place for an eventual NHL winter classic game and ever since the NHL started these outdoor games Beaver Stadium has been one of the ones that has been talked about the most because you have a natural NHL rivalry between the Flyers and the Penguins that could easily, uh, I don't know if it would sell out Beaver Stadium, but it would sell a lot of tickets in Beaver Stadium. So the big question is, when exactly is an outdoor game in the NHL going to be played in Beaver Stadium? I do feel very confident in saying that as long as the NHL continues these outdoor games, Beaver Stadium is going to eventually host one of those outdoor games. The biggest problem right now, or the biggest hurdle right now, is Beaver Stadium is not exactly equipped to be able to accommodate 
an outdoor NHL game because the stadium is a big old erector set that is in need of a lot of facility upgrades. The good news is Penn State is committed to those facility upgrades and they're going to be an ongoing process. And whenever that process is complete, then they can start to have some serious talks with the NHL about bringing an outdoor game to Beaver Stadium. Because let's be honest, you know, if Penn State can capitalize on Beaver Stadium and the seeking capacity that it has, it is going to do so in more ways than just football. That's why you see concerts there. You're going to see, uh, I, I think you're going to see some soccer games played there at some point in time because the draw of the the sellout crowd at Beaver Stadium is too strong to overcome. <laughs> there is money to be made in Beaver Stadium on top of the seven to eight games you get a year in college football. But the facility upgrades are desperately needed because they don't have the plumbing to host an event like this that time of year in January and February. It's just too cold. The plumbing can't exactly handle it. Anyone who's been to a game at Beaver Stadium knows what we're talking about. And the other concern that I think was really highlighted this weekend with the game at Air Force is probably the travel concerns. Now, Penn State fans going to Beaver Stadium, they know exactly what to, to do. They know about the parking situation. They know the traffic getting in. If you're going to host an NHL game between uh, fans of the Flyers and fans of the Penguins, they may not be as familiar with the Penn State parking situation as a Penn State diehard would be on a football Saturday because you're going to get a big crowd and you're going to get a lot of people that probably didn't go to Penn State. Obviously, you're going to have a lot of Penn State alums going and supporting their favorite hockey team of choice from the NHL on either side of the state. And they can certainly spread the word and advise some caution for anyone who's going to be attending the game. But getting and traveling to a game at Penn State is a tall order, especially if you are unfamiliar with the process. And that was the biggest concern that I think uh, was really highlighted this past weekend with Air Force. Now, you're playing that stadium series game on a a military base, basically. So going and traveling to a military academy is... A little bit different than going to a game at Penn State or Ohio State or Notre Dame. There's security checks involved. Uh, traveling into Fort Collins is not exactly the most ideal situation for a lot of traveling fans. And there were a lot of fans that didn't show up to the game or get to the game until the intermission. So they would miss that period. They, maybe they missed two periods. So there's lots of calls for refunds about that game. So that is something that maybe you can learn from experience if you're the NHL and whatever college program that doesn't exactly have the most travel-friendly destination. And Penn State would certainly qualify as, as that, let's be honest. So there's uh, there are some lessons to be learned here. So hopefully you take that into consideration. But again, Penn State is eventually going to host one of these outdoor games. They just need to get Beaver Stadium more prepared for the demand of what's going to happen in an outdoor venue game uh, in the month of February, potentially January. If you get a stadium, or I'm sorry, if you get a winter classic, it's going to be in January on uh, January 1st. Uh, probably not the most ideal for a game in Beaver Stadium, but uh, considering the, the crossover fan potential and maybe Penn State playing on January 1st, but uh, that's not necessarily going to be a huge caution for the NHL. If they're going to play a game in the state the winter classic and they get beaver stadium on january 1st they're going to capitalize on that but the more likely situation is probably getting a stadium series game at some point uh between i would guess the flyers and the penguins although you know terry pugula probably has some pull maybe he gets the buffalo sabers in there i think the home run matchup of course would be the flyers and penguins though uh, right in the center of the state the geographic center of the state and getting the two nhl franchises in pennsylvania it's got to be the flyers and penguins it's just a matter of when 
Now, these games are already scheduled up through, I guess, 2021, uh, maybe 2022, at least internally. I don't know if it's officially been released by the NHL for some of these upcoming outdoor games. But once Beaver Stadium is equipped to handle an outdoor game, the NHL is going to act quickly on bringing one to State College. What better way to end our first podcast of the week on Locked on Nittany Lions by talking what else? XFL football. Yes, it was week two of the XFL, and it did not go quite as well for former Penn State quarterback Matt McGloin as week one did. As we recall from last week, Matt McGloin had a pretty solid debut in the XFL, and it was a lot of positive energy. Well, week two was quite the opposite. Going up against former Ohio State quarterback Cardell Jones and the D.C. Defenders, uh, Matt McGloin's uh, New York Guardians were shut out on the road. Uh, pretty embarrassing loss. And as the game transpired, we saw Matt McGloin eventually get benched. And the, the allure of the XFL is sideline interviews with players and coaches during the game right after key moments. And Awful Announcing did a fantastic job breaking this down. But Matt McGloin's performance and his eventual benching led to some of the first real drama we've seen in the XFL in a very short period of time. Again, this is just week two of the XFL, but we finally got a chance to see the value, I guess, of the in-game interviews with quarterbacks or key players and coaches. And you really saw in real time how the benching of a player is really handled. And, you know, say what you will about how Matt McGloin handled it. He was able to speak his mind pretty freely. And that's one of the benefits that I think the XFL is hoping to capitalize on, or at least their broadcast partners with ESPN and Fox. That's what they really want to get the most out of and really separate themselves from the NFL and college football. And again, it was not a great day for Matt McGloin. He had a rough day. He was being intercepted. Uh, One of them was a pick six Uh, right before halftime. I guess it was. Matt McGloin was interviewed, and I, I'm sorry, I forget the reporter's name. I forget her name. Uh, I know she, she's working with his crew, uh, but she asked Matt McGloin about the performance, and Matt McGloin was pretty blunt. He said the offensive game plan needed to be changed entirely going into halftime. So coming out of halftime, the same reporter asked uh, the head coach of the New York Guardians, uh, Kevin Gilbride, uh, about Matt McGloin's comments. She said that it's not something you typically hear from a player, and Gilbride agreed. (laughs) It's not something you typically hear from a player, especially a starting quarterback, uh, when things are going rough. Uh, Again. Matt McGloin speaks his mind. He's he always has, he, and I think he always will. Uh, so you know, you gotta give him some respect for that. But uh, it was certainly not the kind of quotes you would hear from the NFL, uh, from an NFL player or at least a quarterback. You know, certainly when things are going as rough as they were for the offense uh, of the Guardians. But Gilbride fired back and he said that you know maybe the game plan doesn't necessarily need to change, but maybe McGloin needs to play better. And then right on cue, I think he uh, threw a pick six. And that was the end of uh, Matt McGloin's day in week two of the XFL. And you get a chance to hear the conversations between Gilbride and Matt McGloin. There's obviously some frustration going on there. And Matt McGloin uh, kind of venting some of the frustrations, not necessarily naming uh, players that need to step it up. But he was pretty clear that he was throwing some of his teammates under the bus for the performance. And, you know, maybe that was legitimate. Maybe that was uh, deserved. I didn't actually watch the games uh, this weekend like I did in week one. I happened to be working on week one. So I was able to have the TV on with the XFL games on while I was working for NBC. Uh, This weekend, I actually went on a winery tour around parts of central PA or or Berks County, PA. Uh, So I didn't get a chance to watch uh, Matt McGloin and the XFL action on Saturday. Caught a little bit of it on Sunday, but uh, there was certainly something that I think 
uh, was waiting to be seen in the XFL, how a player being benched was going to be handled and covered in real time. So if you're a casual viewer, that's the kind of drama that you're tuning in and you're going to see with the XFL. And we'll see how often this becomes a thing. Uh, certainly, I think from the broadcast point of view, when something's going sour, like we saw with Matt McGloin, uh, that's what the producers and the, the directors and uh, the commentators, that's what they're itching for. That's, that's the big thing that they want to get a chance to showcase in the XFL, that's the big draw to the television contracts that they have signed. And that's what's, uh, like I said, that's what's supposedly going to separate them from the NFL and the college game uh, and make themselves a little bit more unique, in addition to some of the rule differences, of course. So we'll see where Matt McGloin and his XFL career goes from here. Obviously, it was not a good day all around for the Guardians, so I don't know if Matt McGloin was necessarily the biggest uh, reason for their defeat. Uh, they're getting shut out by uh, Cardell Jones and the D.C. Defenders, who I'm moving up to number one in my XFL power rankings. I don't know about you, uh, but I do feel like you know, week three is going to be pretty interesting because these are short seasons. So there's not a lot of turnaround or time to make corrections and adjustments. Uh, obviously, you still get a week to prepare, but uh, it's a short season. So every game carries a lot of significance. So it's very important for Matt McGloin and the New York Guardians offense to get back on the same page and come back in week three. I don't know who they play in week three. I haven't looked at the schedule, but uh, we'll see what happens with Matt McGloin in week three uh, moving forward in the XFL. But Week two was certainly not nearly as enjoyable for he and the Guardians as it was in week one. So I still want to know, are you guys watching the XFL? Are you taking in some of the rule changes? And what do you like about it? And what do you think is going to maybe be adopted by the NFL and certainly in college football? I've already said before, as I said last week, uh, I like the kickoff rule. <laughs> I think the kickoff rule is really cool. I want to see if there's one rule I want to see uh, make its way to college and the NFL I would be on board with the kickoff rule. I don't really care about the the two-point and the extra point conversions. Um, maybe it's cool. I, I don't really know. I don't know if I have a strong opinion on that. But I'm all for the kickoff rule. And, of course, the, the transparency on the instant replay review. Again, I, don't, I didn't watch a lot of it in week two, so I don't know if it carried over from week one. But I was really impressed with the transparency and the speed at which these instant replays are made in the XFL, that certainly needs to carry over. So we need to figure that out in college football. I'm still uh, adamant that every college football game, certainly in the Big Ten and these power conferences, the conferences that have the money to spend on this stuff, I am insistent that we have to have consistent goal line cameras and first down cameras and multiple cameras on the goal lines and the first down markers so we can actually have definitive decisions made on where the ball is being spotted in those key situations. We should have it on every play, but I do feel like we have to have it on those first down markers and on the goal lines. I know the XFL isn't quite on top of that either, so I, I just don't get it. I feel like there's it's way too easy of a, a problem to fix. And uh, for whatever reason, we can't figure that out. It's 2020. Hopefully something happens very soon with that. But yeah, let me know if you're watching the XFL. Are you watching uh, Matt McGloin, any other former Penn Staters out there? You know, I should actually take a look at some of these other XFL rosters to see what Penn State players are uh, playing in the XFL. So we'll get caught up on that as the week goes on. But I do want to know what you guys think about the XFL after two weeks of uh, play have been going on. We'll check out those ratings when they start to come in, see how this XFL is playing out. Uh, but we will talk some more Penn State football, of course, as the week continues. So don't worry about that either. And that's going to bring it close to today's edition of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully, we're getting your week started on the right foot with some fresh Penn State content. We'll try to do that again throughout the week as we try to go through our off-season schedule a little bit. And we have lots of ground to cover because, again, Penn State does have a big basketball game coming up Tuesday night against Illinois. We'll talk a little bit about that in tomorrow's episode, perhaps. And as the week goes on, we'll take a look at that Penn State-Minnesota matchup on the, on the ice coming up this weekend. And, of course, anything else that pops up Penn State football-related, we'll obviously throw into the conversation. So make sure you send Mitch your questions at any time. We will answer your questions on this podcast. We just need your help to do so. So send us your questions on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. You can check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany as well. We will try again with doing a Facebook chat at some point this week, possibly Thursday, but stay tuned for more information on that. And we want to make sure you're also never missing a single episode. So subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting apps, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed to us, leave a rating, leave a review. We want to know what you think about the show. And of course, it does help promote our show on those various podcasting apps as we continue to try and grow this show and try to grow this entire Locked On Podcast Network on all those podcasting apps. There's a lot of good stuff going on around the network. So if you want to find some more podcasts and find your favorite team, there's a show out there for you in addition to this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast. I'm Kevin McGuire, your host here as always. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my national coverage of college football on Athlon Sports and college football talk on NBCSports.com. I do have some more Penn State content coming up on Athlon Sports very soon, so keep an eye out for that. And without any further delay, I'm going to let you guys go. Enjoy your day. Go 1-0 today. Get the week started on the right foot and come back. We'll do this again very soon. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Yeah.